Welcome to Make Your Marketing. I'm your host, Pia Larson, Chief Imagination Officer here at Fingerprint Marketing. Just like other small business owners, I had to learn how to navigate marketing and found there was no such thing as an automatic when it comes to driving your business. You need to know how to shift. That said, there's no reason to stall or come to a stop. With the right guide, you can be in the driver's seat and lapping your competition in no time. Well, I have Dr. Jeremy Weiss on today's podcast, and you're going to want to listen to him because he started podcasting and in the podcast industry before people even were aware that it was a thing. He runs Rise 25. He's a co-founder of the agency, and they help B2B businesses connect to their dream 100 clients, referral partners, and get ROI using just a podcast. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's an honor and pleasure. Thanks for having me. So I read that you started with Mixergy, Mixergy, right? Which I actually was aware of, what, 10 years ago? They were in the business of podcasting and tele- Even tele- yeah. Yeah, teleconferencing, weren't they? That's where they got their start? Even longer than that, yeah. He's, wow. He's uh, Andrew, I think we met, I met Andrew in 2008, and he, I, he had been podcasting, I think, even since going back further, like 2006 or five. Even. Wow. How'd you get started with him? And then how'd you find yourself running an agency and helping people do what you do now? Yeah. I mean, I have a, I guess you could say strange background considering what I do, but in biochemistry, bi- <laughs> and my background in biochemistry and as a chiropractor. And so back then I used to love to go, you know, if you are anyone who runs any business, dental office, chiropractic office, you have to learn everything, right? You have to learn marketing, of you course. have to learn absolutely everything, not just your craft. So I was going to lots of conferences and I love being around, as I know you do, like-minded entrepreneurs, founders. You know, we are both in the Jason Swank group together. And it was early on that I was just talking to some of the these people who are doing just cutting edge stuff in digital marketing back in 2006, seven, eight. And so I was seeing a lot of the stuff that now has become more popular, but back then it was not as common. And one of those things was doing podcasts. And most mm. people in that time period didn't know what a podcast was or, or not heard of a podcast. Now it's obviously become more popularized. So I started doing podcasting over 10 years ago. And so people just kept asking me, hey, can you help me? Can you help me? You know what you're doing. And so over time, I just started helping more and more business owners and all sorts of business owners from radiology clinics to dental offices to pest control businesses to agencies to whatever uh, who wanted to start a podcast. And I mean, there's so many reasons why to start a podcast, but that's why I got into it originally. So you have been quoted as saying every business should have a podcast, every business. Yeah. Um, totally. Even even ones that aren't so so called marketing sexy or like are considered a boring industry. What are some examples that you can think of? Yeah, I mean, I do believe that every business should have a podcast. Just like so, a business has a website, they should have a podcast. And 
I, I'm happy to spitball one with you if you think of like an industry, like how would XYZ industry, if, if one comes to mind, I can spitball insurance, one. But insurance. Ins- health insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like uh, there's actually someone like down the street from my chiropractic office who does, that's what he does. He does health insurance for people. And so for him, I look at it in a couple fronts. One, producing great content is thought leadership. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you are in health insurance, you can be talking about why, you know, Medicare plan B, you should look at and or you should consider a Blue Cross HMO versus Aetna. So you just become the thought leader in your space and do really specific content around those topics. And so that's one type of piece of content someone can be producing, which is in any business, they have a thought leadership. And I kind of talk about this PO, which is there's, I believe there's five different types of episodes people should be creating. One of them would be Mm. their thought leadership. So in any business, we want to be the authority in our space. And so talking about that for health insurance too, my question is like, where do people get referrals? He probably gets referrals. Like if he gets a company in the area, that may mean switching a plan of 50 people or a hundred people. So I would love to talk and network with people in my local community. Let's say, you know, in Chicago, there's big, you know, Walgreens is in the Chicagoland area. There's lots of companies. So if his sweet spot is companies that are 50 to 500 people, well, I would probably get to meet these people and and tell their story on my podcast. So really networking and learning from other people in the community and raising them up on the podcast. So if any business can do that, they have thought leadership, they have people that send them referrals. They could even profile clients who said, listen, before I had zero insurance, I broke my leg and I had to pay $10,000. And then you know, I got this insurance and I got injured and I paid a $20 copay. So they could probably profile, anyone can profile their current or past clients on the podcast too. So those are just kind of a few examples that would apply to any business. So yeah. So you mentioned interviewing your clients, which I took you up on that advice and I'm going to be scheduling four different interviews. One of them is with a neuroscientist. Nice who started uh, a sleep therapy business online and just kind of how she went from, you know, traditional medicine to now telemedicine and how she's marketing it. So great points. So I'm sure you get this a lot, but clients come to you and they always say, yes, I know I need a podcast someday, someday. And what do you say to them, Jeremy? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the reason is I tell people you can you can use the podcast for whatever your biggest initiatives are for your business. So I think people say someday because they're maybe thinking it in a different bucket than how they should be thinking of it, right? So a podcast is a Swiss army knife, right? So it could mm-hmm. be business development, it could be content, it could be sales, it could be hiring, it could be research. So if that person says someday, I'll be like, well, why Why someday? What are you focused on right now? And if I had this conversation the other week, PNs, I go, and they are a client. So they were just lagging behind on their episodes. Like, hey, what's mm-hmm. happening? You were so excited. You were, you were having your, we were doing thought leadership with them. They were doing, uh, having some of their clients on. They're like, we're just so busy. We just are hiring, mm. you know? And I go, perfect. Why, who are, where are you getting your, your hires from? Right. And like, well, there's like some colleges in the area that are referring. I'm like, so why aren't you interviewing the heads of those departments at colleges to get a pipeline of 
hires for your company. Like, oh, I wasn't thinking of it like that. So I would say if someone's like, well, I will do it. But later, I would wonder how can it serve the biggest need or biggest goal that you have right now in your company? Because I believe it can serve that that need or goal. I mean, even if it's for training, let's say, well, we're onboarding a bunch of staff. Well, you can create a bunch of episodes to train your staff and then other people can listen to it and then your staff can listen to it too. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. There's so there, Every day I'm learning more ways to use my episodes. Um, I've been using it in business development. So, you know, a client, a prospect will have a discovery call and they'll say, well, I just don't know about, you know, local SEO or whatever the topic is. And I will send them an interview specifically about it. And totally. of course, definitely authority building, right? And you're creating that relationship. Yeah. I mean, I find if someone fe- like uh, recognizes that they're repeating the same thing over and over every week, well, then that's perfect. Like you said, like I probably, I don't know how many times a week tell people, whether it's a client or someone who's wondering about starting a podcast about these are the five types of episodes you should create. Well, John Corcoran, my business partner and I created an episode on that because you only have so much time on the phone with someone. Just like if someone's asking you, how can I improve my SEO? Well, okay, let me summarize like over a decade of experience in like five minutes. It's hard to do that, but you can mm. give them some information, but say here, I created this other uh, episode that goes more in depth with it. Yeah. And, uh, it, and it seems to be that audio reaches the certain parts of the brain and creates that emotional connection from what I've researched. What do you mean by helping your your clients get their dream 100. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, if you're out there and you haven't done this exercise, we, we probably do this exercise every, you know, four months or so where we think about who are the people in your network you really just want to give to. And, and people will oftentimes be, I think, think of, I was doing a webinar the other week and someone asked this question, about the Dream 100, and most people visualize the Dream 100 being your ideal clients, right? So, right, that's what I thought. A, a Dream 100 list of who are the like the absolute amazing people or companies that you want to work with, which is a great exercise mm. to do. But with the way I was explaining the Dream 100, in addition, and, and like I'm not, I didn't come up with the the term the Dream 100. There's there's other people. I think Chet Holmes came up with the Dream 100, or someone else before him, but. I think of it not just of clients, but referral partners. So mm. referral partners. Um, so if you make a Dream 100 list of your referral partners, that's even more highly leveraged than a Dream 100 that are just clients, right? Because yeah. one of those referral partners can refer you over and over again, right? So yeah. I think of the Dream 100 is referrals, strategic partners, and, and clients. That's fantastic. Um, I know that I'm interviewing a few referral partners as well, and I'm also referring them by sharing their podcast episodes. Totally. Showing their authority. Yeah. That's perfect. Like I, that's a great point. I love, you know, I probably make five to 30 introductions every single day. And in that message, it's just easy. Like, Hey, here's what they're about. And it's just summed up of what they do. So I love that, that you do that too. So let's talk about some of the mistakes that you're seeing that people are making. I know mm-hmm. one of them is probably inconsistency, right? Yes. Uh, there's there's a bunch out there. And 
no clear strategy is the biggest one. Mm-hmm. And, and I think mm-hmm. the consistency thing comes up because there's no clear strategy. So someone may do it for a while and say after whatever, two, three, four, five months, a year, two years, say, this is a lot of work. This is mm-hmm. a lot of energy. Am I really getting a lot out of it? And the answer may be no, but the answer may be back up into, well, what was the strategy? It's like same thing as if you help someone with their website or SEO and they have a terrible strategy from the get-go, well, it's not going to mm-hmm. be successful and then they're going to quit. They're like, it's not working. Yeah. So I think you know the way I think of a strategy, having the correct strategy is the most important piece, which kind of goes back into what you were asking before, which was a great question, which is create your dream 100. Mm-hmm. reach out to people, focus on creating amazing content, and then continue to give to your your audience and your guest by posting it everywhere, putting it on an email on social media, and forming a real relationship with your with your viewers or with your guests. So but but let's assume the strategy is in place, okay uh, for a second. So what do people big mistakes they make? Well, it kind of all goes back to strategy when I think about it because people are like, well, and, and when I talk about podcasts, Pia, like I am talking more on the B2B podcast front because mm-hmm. if someone's starting a true crime podcast, I am absolutely not the expert in that <laughs> at all. That is not something I have uh, knowledge of. You know, gr- That's more of like audience growth, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. a totally different metric. The other thing is, you know, it is inconsistent. It's but I feel like if people have it serve their biggest initiative, they will be consistent with it because people get busy in their business. So like, well, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking, well, you don't have time to talk to your best clients and referral partners. You right. know, that of course we do when you think of it like that. Or, well, I'm hiring. Well, do you have time to talk to the people who are can send you like maybe 10 amazing hires? So if it serves the the need of the business, we'll find it will be consistent. I think that is the core issue, you know, of not having the strategy. Yeah, I think um, what you're touching on is it's just the mindset, right? Everyone is all about the downloads and growing your audience and how can you find sponsors? And that's really not where the ROI is, at least not initially. It's developing those relationships. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the number one biggest problem. The number two is people trying to do it all themselves. You know, we think of when we get into business, we're doing everything ourselves. I don't care who it is. You should be getting this stuff off of your plate. So you're showing up and doing the highest leverage task. You are building the relationship and running your business. You know, I was talking to someone the other day and they're like, well, I love doing the audio editing. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you about that. I go, I don't. (laughs) But if you do, you need to change your mindset because is it more important for you to run your business or for you to be doing audio? That's not what their skill set is, right? I mean, if they were an audio editor, that's a different story, but that's not what their business is. So I go, you need to get it out of your mind. Whoever does it shouldn't be you. Um, So Mm -hmm. getting everything out, delegating everything else off of your plate and having the right strategy, the two biggest things. Yeah. And that's what you help your clients with as well. So soup to nuts, right? I mean, I built it for myself, Pia. I mean, this is like, yeah. I wanted to show up 
do the interview, build the relationship and run the business. I did not want to do everything else. So yeah, we, we help with the strategy piece. And then for people who is a fit for us, then we will take 99% of the work off of their plate. And you walk the talk too, because you're very generous with your time and coaching and helping. And I just, and I know it comes around, you know, what you give out. So thank you for, thank you for your help you've given us. And thank you for, yeah, for, because we're in the same agency mastermind and it's, it's amazing to have that support. I want to switch to talking about search engine optimization. I read somewhere that Google is now going to be ranking podcasts higher. What do you know about that? And and have you seen that coming up as well? Yeah, I mean, so I'll, I'll, I'll do this caveat. I am not a search engine optimization expert, you know, but I will, I never really focused on the SEO perspective of it. But let me tell you mm-hmm. this, there's people who I've had, I remember like six months ago, and when you search their their name on Google, I am three search results on the first page of Google for their name, right? So I am ranking big time for other people's names and other people's companies' names because I've had them on the podcast. And these are some of these companies, they've been around for decades. So I think I focus more on um, the person and the company, but I mean, Google, everyone's getting into the pod. I mean, Amazon podcast, Google podcast. So also on the SEO front, I also do have been doing video for for 10 plus years. So obviously Mm -hmm. Google owns YouTube. So that is also ranking as well. So on the first page for the person's name was uh, a link from Inspired Insider, my episode with this person. It was the video from YouTube was on there. And there were Mm -hmm. like one or two podcast channels um, like Apple iTunes or Spotify on all the first page of Google. So I think from an SEO perspective, like you would probably have way more knowledge. I mean, there's if you really wanted to research what are keywords that people are searching for, you could probably go deep in actually being more strategic with SEO, which which I am not as yeah. much, but there is huge ranking opportunity, no doubt. And I haven't even tried, really. I haven't thought of it. Yeah. So someone like you is more knowledge in that front would kill it even more. Yeah. Well, there's definite uh, rankings to be considered for audio, uh, especially if you're doing transcripts. I was researching for Marcus Sheridan's interview a couple of weeks ago, and I came across one of our fellow friends, Jack Justice. He did an interview on video, and he had five videos pop up on the first page, and they were just one interview in chapters. And mm. it was stunning. It was like, here's right. Marcus Sheridan, the godfather of marketing, right? And and my friend pops up for his podcast interview with Marcus Sheridan. Right. So yeah, there's definitely some some the value power of to YouTube. It. And like you said, transcripts. So like sometimes early on, people say, Jeremy, yeah, I want to do it. And I, it becomes like a cost thing. I say, you know, if you are long-term SEO, then yes, do transcripts. If that is cost prohibitive, or if it's going to increase the budget in the beginning, then don't worry about it. Right. So, but it depends on what the strategy is. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned video. I'm doing video as well in this interview. And I just feel like it just gives me more assets, marketing pieces to repurpose out there. Are there any other benefits that you see to video to to add that to your podcast? Yeah, I mean, the two benefits I see to video are, I mean, that is obviously one of them, which is just more places to put it. But 
it's also just more personal because they, you know, there's a different experience with someone watching us and like seeing us and you, you mm-hmm. get a greater connection with someone. You mentioned the audio, like it probably goes to a certain part of the brain. Well, if you're in video, it's just, it's more personal. So if they're like, oh, I, you know, I could hear Pia, but what does she actually look like? That trust is built more in depth when they, they see you and hear you. So just from that standpoint alone, I think it's, it's worth doing video. I mean, there's a lot of benefits yeah. with the SEO and all, you know, because it's going on different platforms, but the personal part and the trust part is, is huge also. What are some of the ideas that you've seen that are, so there's standard ways of taking your content from your podcast episodes and then repurposing them. Things like audio clips and pull quotes and so forth. Mm-hmm. What are some other creative ways that you've seen people market their episodes? Yeah, I mean, so I like to keep it simple. You know, the when you do an episode, what's great about a podcast is you can distribute it across whatever, 10 plus platforms. So you can distribute on all the podcast platforms, obviously, and YouTube. And so from the repurposing content, I, I am more focused on how do I give to the guest, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. like if I post something yeah. on LinkedIn, right? It also depends mm-hmm. what platform. Like for for you and I, like LinkedIn's an amazing platform because it's a very business-oriented platform. When I think of taking a clip out and creating an overlay or, or whatever it is, I'm thinking more of less of, I want to get a bunch of people like following me and more of how can I prop up Pia and what she's doing. So I think of just giving to the, even if like five people see it, I am thinking of it more of a, not a getting more viewership, but more of how do I give to the guest, if that makes sense. So I guess to your question, you could clip it up. I mean, you can clip one episode up a bunch of different ways. You can make it into part two of a podcast. You can clip, you know, three clips that are 30 seconds. You can actually do the video. You can do a, you know, I've done the text overlay with the video or text overlay with just the audio. You can take an image and put a quote on it. So there's so many ways but I see it as a way to not do, I don't go over overkill where for an episode I may, I'll push it out on social media for the person. Also, we'll clip it for 30, 60 seconds, nicely clipped, and then put it on social media and tag them and tag some other people. Like my goal, Pio and I have a podcast episode. One of my big goals is to introduce them to ama- other amazing people that I know mm. and to mm-hmm. potentially get them a client. You know, like, make an introduction for, for them for a referral partnership or client. So people don't realize, oh, I'm going to like get a great episode, but I've sent this out to people after the fact episodes and introduce them to referral partners or clients and they started doing work together. So that's great. I love that. See, now I've learned something new again. It's not focusing on how you can promote your business in the podcast, but how can you promote your guest and get them more clients because it all comes back around, right? different mindset. That's great. Are there any other tips that you can uh, help our audience with just, you know, if they're thinking about getting started to kind of push them over the edge? Totally. Yeah. There's one thing and like, people are like, well, this whole podcast, listen, it doesn't have to be a podcast. Okay. Like that's the medium Mm -hmm. I love. And, but it could be, you could feature someone in a blog post. You mean, keep, I always keep it simple, right? People ask me the technology Mm -hmm. setup, right? So it's, you could use Zoom and mm-hmm. a USB mic like you see here, which is like $70 mm-hmm. to $100. Mm-hmm. 
But yep. one thing I would tell people is just get started. And I tell people get started doesn't mean you have to do a podcast. You could, the way I look at it, a podcast is one way to give to your network. Um, another way you can give your network in, I would encourage anyone listening, just start right now and do this. Anyone could do this, is think of in your network, write down like two or three people in your universe that you just are big champions of you that have been helpful to you and and also their profession. And their profession mm. is because there's probably maybe I did this with someone um, the other week and it just was weird. Pia, that we did this exercise and it was more than more than a couple, but I noticed that the CPAs were really, they kept saying, well, these, whatever, let's say there were 10 people who had referred them. There were like five that were CPAs. I'm like, do you see that like half these people are CPAs referring to you? They're like, no, I never noticed that. So actually write down the profession of some of the people who are your biggest champions and referral partners over the past six months. But what I would encourage anyone to do is Go on your so social media channel of choice, write a paragraph about that person, just profiling them and tagging them in yeah. it. And that's it. Just nothing. I mean, you nothing about yourself. Just say, you know, so-and-so is awesome. Here's their service. Here's their website. Check it out. And that's it. So you can get started profiling yeah. others without having a podcast. You, Everyone has, yeah. they think it's super complicated. You have a social media, just do it today. So, yeah. And you can only get better, right? With practice. hundred. It's all reps. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great insight. I just, I honestly started it for two reasons because a, our digital agency coach kept bugging me about it for three years <laughs> <laughs> and I got tired of him bugging me. I'm like, fine. And B, because honestly, I'm, I'm really interested in people. I'm just, fascinated how they got started and how they're how did you start this business and I, it's just paid off i mean it's been amazing so that's what it's about you know people ask you know you've done thousands of interviews you know what are some tips and and i just say ask questions you're curious about and mm -hmm. if it's interesting to you it's going to be interesting hopefully to someone out there but just ask questions you're curious about so i'm curious about the story of your wife giving birth in a minivan. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. I'm the public to, needs to know. Yeah. I mean, it's actually a crazy, <laughs> and that's the other thing. So ask questions you're curious about, and then make sure the guest tells good stories. But yeah, I, in, when I introduce myself or whatever, I always like to make it not your normal professional intro. So I always have fun facts about me and funny quirks, which I've, I'm weird as you get to know me more. Pia, you'll know how strange it will get the the rabbit hole will get deeper with strangeness. <laughs> uh <-oh. laughs> but um, yeah, actually, our second child, she was laboring at home, and and luckily, I'll just say we we had a doula. If anyone doesn't mm -hmm. know what a doula is, a birthing coach, and she has a a bit of a disorder where you can't your blood is a bit thinner. It's not hemophiliac, so she couldn't get a epidural. So we needed a kind of a coach mm. to help her through the pain. So the doula comes to our house, checks her, and she's like, uh, you're you're, re you're ready to have this baby right now. And so we hopped in the car. It was exactly what you see out of a movie. I ran through every stoplight. I was going like 90 miles an hour. I pulled up into the hospital, um, the emergency room circle drive, went in to get a doctor, in which case the doula was actually in the car with us. 
luckily, or yeah. I would have delivered yeah, the baby. Luckily. Yeah. Um, I go in to get a doctor. I come out and I said, my wife's having a, you know, she's laboring. She's pushing in the car. Please come out. I come out and I said, they'll be out in a second. And my wife is holding the baby. So oh my gosh. Uh, while I went in and came out, the doula swung open the back door of our minivan, which was new, by the way, I'll just say, uh, and delivered the <laughs> baby course. by the time I went in to get a doctor and I came out. So she delivered the baby with the doula in the minivan in the circle drive of the uh, emergency room. Exit. Well, I'm, gl- I'm, so. I'm glad it was successful. I mean, I feel like you need to write the the maker of the minivan and say, hey, we have a story for you. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter now says, you can never sell this minivan because I was born in it. So <laughs> uh, maybe she'll get it for college or exa- something. Exactly. She'll, she'll inherit it's still it. running. So the last question I have for you is what are some of your favorite podcasts? I'm curious because there's so Personally, many to yeah. choose from. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do when I'm researching a guest if they've been on other podcasts. I always do research. Some of the ones that I enjoy, I listen to Jason Swank's podcast. I listen to mm-hmm. John, my business partner's podcast, Smart Business and Revolution. I listen to Jordan Harbinger's podcast, which is the Jordan Harbinger oh, yeah. Show. I obviously listen to Mixer G's. He has some amazing guests. You know, it depends on the mood and what type of guests and what I'm trying to learn. So I also love Audible as well, but those are some of the ones I I love. That's amazing. Yeah, you kind of get it. It's just like getting online and starting to open up all the tabs. It's like I could be listening to five different podcasts in one day. So, well, thank you for for being my guest. I admire what you do. Where can people find you online? What's the best place to connect with you? Yeah, you can go uh, to rise25.com. We have an about us page and a contact page. If you have questions, I'm happy to answer them. I'm also on LinkedIn, Jeremy Weiss, and feel free to connect with me there. Yeah. And he has a free webinar also on his website um, to help new podcasters. That is very helpful. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pia. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the Make Your Marketing Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website for show notes and additional episodes at makeyourmarketingpodcast.com. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing. This helps other potential listeners find us and share the goodies with them. And by the way, you can also email me because I'd love to hear from you. Email me at pia at fingerprintmarketing.com with feedback, questions, a topic, anything that you want to chat about. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening.